Hare Krishna. Today I'd like to talk a little about the importance of sadhana. Sadhana is a uh, sort of like a activity that sometimes I feel is discussed in sort of a context as some kind of, well, even, sometimes it's some necessary evil, uh, or if not evil, but some kind of necessary duty uh, that we should do, uh, and very often devotees don't do in the way that they should do, or sometimes don't do at all, uh, with the idea that either it's, I have a good reason for not doing it, or that I'm temporarily uh, not doing it, or that, uh, or that actually I change my mind, and it's something that, you know, I'm no longer into, maybe sometime in the future. Uh, particularly I'm addressing uh, devotees who are serious about advancing in spiritual life and devotees who have taken vows of initiation. Um, but initiation, uh, I mean, excuse me, uh, but uh, sadhana is not meant to be some type of duty. Uh, as it, it is at least a duty, but sadhana means advancing in Krishna consciousness. Uh, how is it uh, that we're expected, or how is it that we expect to actually really be Krishna conscious and advance in Krishna consciousness to protect us from the influence of the modes of material nature, from our own natures, uh, from our karma, unless we really take shelter of pure devotional service. Uh, we have come to Krishna consciousness by the grace of uh, Guru and Krishna, and uh, when we come to Krishna consciousness, we receive the Bhakti Lata Beach, the seed of pure devotional service. Uh, and for that seed to continue to grow, uh, it needs to be Shravan, Kirtan, Karyasichan. It needs to be uh, constantly watered. Uh, it, it needs to be watered with the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, the hearing of Srimad Bhagavatam in the Association of Devotees. And in the absence of that, it dries up. Uh, so it's not uh, an issue of just a duty. It is what Krishna consciousness is. There's no, there is no Krishna consciousness outside of that. Uh, in other words, we often end uh, up in very many types of activities. We do different services and work related to Krishna consciousness, uh, whether we're full-time devotees or part-time devotees, uh, even sometimes going through the acts of chanting Hare Krishna. Uh, but when it's not done uh, with a certain type of quality and so on, that actually we're not really engaged in practicing pure Krishna consciousness. We're not really being Krishna conscious, uh, but uh, rather we were engaged in activities similar to that of uh, Krishna consciousness. For Krishna consciousness, the uh, acts become Krishna conscious acts when we're actually Krishna conscious. And we're Krishna conscious when we practice being Krishna conscious, when we cultivate and develop our Krishna consciousness. And our Krishna consciousness is cultivated and developed uh, by the morning activity, Mangalarti chanting japa, hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, kirtan. Uh, when one is living within a proximity of a temple, then these activities should uh, most definitely uh, be done uh, in 
uh, in the temple with devotees. It's better. It's more potent. Uh, you're more assured uh, that uh, uh, you're going to be attentive uh, to what's going on, uh, and there'll be greater benefit uh, in the association of devotees than to do it alone at home. If one is living far from a temple uh, or in a town when there is no temple, then those activities uh, should be done seriously uh, by oneself, uh, if one wants to actually seriously practice. No doubt uh, that uh, for devotees who live in a temple, uh, they have, they're facilitated uh, by uh, the arrangement of the daily schedule and the daily program uh, for them to be able to actually uh, have a full morning program. And, Prabhupada said, uh, the Iskand sandwich, uh, evening program as well. Uh, and for those devotees who are working uh, outside, uh, certainly their life uh, is not so easy and is not so amenable. Neither are their employees, neither uh, perhaps even if they're uh, self-employed. But still, uh, some priority uh, needs to be made. And my experience is that if devotees really prioritize those activities, if they want to perform uh, these activities and find time, then they will. If they want to look for excuses, then they'll find lots of those as well. But excuses won't make one Krishna conscious. So it's an important thing that as good an excuse as we may have for uh, not having strong sadhana, uh, it will not protect us from the material energy. Krishna will not excuse us just because we have a good excuse. Uh, there are some good excuses, uh, real serious illness, uh, for instance, when uh, women are uh, pregnant, and especially when they have little children, I mean by little children, I mean babies, uh, then really being regulated and having the type of sudden that I'm talking about is very difficult. But that's a limited period of time. Uh, and uh, aside from that, uh, if devotees consider that my business, my main priority is to be Krishna conscious, then they will make the type of suitable arrangements uh, that will ensure that they do become Krishna conscious, that they do stay Krishna conscious, and that they advance in their Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, one becomes materialized by the material energy, and all kinds of uh, inauspicious things, abhadrani, uh, will happen in people's lives from a ashram point of view, from a, uh, a spiritual point of view, from the, in terms of their friendship, from relationships, from everything. Why? Because material was a bad place. Uh, and it's only being in Maya that we think it's a good place. Uh, it's only the influence of material energy that thinks that we can sacrifice things uh, like uh, regular association of devotees, like morning program, like chanting Hare Krishna, like Japa, or the quality uh, of our uh, chanting. And it may take years, and it may not immediately show, but eventually it's guaranteed to show. So one cannot, one cannot avoid uh, difficulties in spiritual life uh, if uh, one is not serious uh, about uh, spiritual practices. Uh, very serious. Uh, Raghunath Das Goswami's sadhana, although he's an eternally liberated soul, uh, was like the uh, uh, lines in a stone. It's 
you know what lines in a stone are like. You don't just rub them out with an eraser. So very, uh, very deeply entrenched. Similarly, uh, we need also to be very deeply entrenched in our spiritual practices. And when exceptional circumstances come up, uh, let them come up. Uh, they'll come up with uh, people, but make sure that uh, it doesn't become actually habit forming. Uh, it doesn't become a a regular practice, uh, and when it does, we really need to save ourselves in time because once we lose the taste, uh, once we lose the momentum, uh, it becomes extremely difficult uh, to get it back again. More difficult than the first time because uh, in the first time uh, we haven't given precedent to our mind. Uh, the second time and thereafter, uh, then once actually given into one's mind, uh, and uh, it becomes uh, easier to fall down. So uh, we should be very careful. Sadhu Sabdan uh, is my warning. I see so many uh, devotees uh, going in so many different directions and uh, having so many different problems uh, in life. Uh, generally speaking, uh, I'd say 90% of the problems uh, stem uh, from devotees not having the spiritual strength to deal with issues uh, as a result of not being serious enough, uh, of being weakened uh, in their spiritual practices. Uh, uh, it, it can't be for many other reason because... Uh, we can't depend on samskars anymore in this day and age because people don't have samskars. So all we can depend on uh, is uh, our own samskars, our own spiritual uh, power, potency that we build up. So uh, please be uh, careful. Uh, uh, take Krishna consciousness seriously. Take this opportunity uh, that's been uh, given to us very seriously and Let's get out of this material world. It's not a good place. Sorry, Krishna.